We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're here in Psalms 82. Let's look at this verse 6 again. Now, God said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you the children of the Most High. So when we read back there where God said, the Scripture tells us in Hebrews 2nd chapter, it says, Thou madest them a little lower than angels. It really refers to the word Elohim. See, now, if you look the Greek word up that's translated in the New Testament here in Hebrews, it does mean angel. But if you go back to the original text or to the Old Testament, which he is quoting, see, when they brought it over there, they changed the meaning of it. But in the Old Testament, Psalms 8, the word there means Elohim, not angel at all. Now, the purpose for me bringing this out is just to point out to you the fact that God did create man in his image and in his likeness. He didn't create him lower than angels and man be second unto angels. In fact, go back there to Hebrews, the second chapter. Let me point out something to you. In chapter 1 and on into chapter 2, he, he starts out in chapter 1 comparing the ministry of Jesus and Jesus with angels. And it brings it out very vividly that Jesus is greater than angels. When it comes into chapter 2, he's still talking about angels. And says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For the word spoken by angels was steadfast. Every transgression and disobedience receive a just recompense of reward. Then how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now he's talking about the deliverance that comes by the ministry of angels. The word salvation there means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness. Now, he comes on down, and he's still talking about these angels. And here in verse 5, he says, For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Now see, he's talking about angels, because angels did have dominion in the world where Lucifer was ruler. Now you do realize... Some people don't, but most of us realize that Lucifer was an archangel and that he was over nations and he ruled over nations before he ever showed up in the Garden of Eden. Now, it's kind of hard for us to get our mind wrapped around that. I have a two-tape series that deals with that world that was, that was totally annihilated and destroyed, and we have nothing left of it. And... That's what you see in Genesis 1-2 where it says the earth was void and without form and darkness was on the face of it. Jeremiah 4 says God didn't create it void. So there was a destruction, a catastrophic event. The judgment of God was poured out upon it and totally destroyed the planet. And you know, we've kind of taken the idea that the earth is only 6,000 years old and the scientists are all wrong when they say it's they've found things that are billions of years old. This earth could be billions and billions of years old. And be very scriptural about it. So if you're interested in that, then we have a two-tape series that will give you some eyebrow-raising information on the world that was. But now here in the second chapter, notice verse 5. He's just going along there talking about angels. And all of a sudden he just said, For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come. In other words, man will be in control. 
In other words, we're going to rule and reign with Christ. See, we are of the body of Christ. So he said angels won't do it, but he said one in a certain place testified, saying, now that was David, see, and David went on to talk about that he made man a little lower than Elohim. So when we understand that and get the right perspective here, we can understand what he says when he says in verse 8, Thou hast put all things under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that was not put under him. Now he's talking about man here. He's not talking about Jesus at this point. He's talking about man. But now we see not yet all things put under him. After man fell, after Adam turned his earth lease over to Satan, then he says right now, he said, we don't see all of these things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made the same way. Who was made the same way. Now, what's he saying? That proves to you that this verse, he is referring to man. All things were put under man. But right now, they're not all under man. But we have the authority delegated of God. And we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than Elohim when he came to this earth. Because he laid down his divine Godhead powers. He came as a man. Oh, he was a son of God, all right, but he came as a man. Now, when he came to this planet as a man, he lived 30 years here and never did a single miracle. Never healed a single person. He was a man. But he said, we see Jesus. And Jesus put everything under his feet, didn't he? Before he left this planet, he put every single thing under his feet. So he said, we don't yet see all these things under us yet. But we see Jesus. And he was made just like us. And he put everything under his feet. So who in the world are you anyway? You're a creature created in the image and likeness of God that God fully intends and expects you to put all things under your feet. Now, it's not in your power or your ability that I'm talking about this because the Apostle Paul put it in perspective when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So we're not just pilgrims and strangers here on this planet. No, we're sons of God now. John said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. So if you've been born again, you're a son of God. Now somebody said, Oh, I'm going to be a son of God when I get to heaven. If you're not a son of God before you get there, you never make it. <laughs> I mean, you've got problems, man. <laughs> No, we're joint heirs with Jesus on this planet. Now, see, even a sinner, even a sinner that's in this earth, one that's never received Jesus as the Lord of their life, they have a certain amount of authority on this planet because they were born here. And they're created in the image of God. Now, they're perverted. See, their righteousness is perverted to unrighteousness. And their faith is perverted to fear because that's what happened to Adam. See, Adam made the decision to go against the thing that he knew to do. Now, I don't know why he made the decision. We won't even get into that. But here's the situation. He stood there with the ability of choice. And not only that, he had the right of choice. To understand what God did for mankind when he created and put him on this earth. 
Let's get it down on a natural plane where you can see it a little better. If you had a business out here in another city and, and you hired a man to just run that business, and you tell him, now I'm giving you full authority, you're the manager. Now I don't want you calling me every time you make a decision to do something and ask me what to do. That's the reason I'm hiring you, is you make the decision. You use the best business judgments you got, and uh, I'll call you and see what you did. You don't call me and find out what to do. You do it, and I'll call you and see what you did. Now, that's the arrangement that God had with Adam. You see, he told him what would happen if he did choose the wrong. But he had the right of choice. Now, see, that man that you put over that business, he might make a dumb decision. might cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. But you can't prosecute him. He had the right to make that decision. I mean, you gave him that right. So, you see, this was God's situation. He gave man authority on this planet. And he fully expects us to make some decisions and to put Satan underfoot. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies have made his footstool. Well, now, what's the footstool for? Something you put your foot on, isn't it? Put your feet on it. Jesus is going to sit right there at the right hand of the Father until we get Satan underfoot. Now, all of our praying that Jesus will come back and get us out of this place, and all of our fasting and whatever we want to do to get Jesus to come back, He's not coming back till we get Satan underfoot. The Scriptures bear that out. And that's the reason that there's not a set time that Jesus is coming back. That's one of the reasons that Jesus don't know when He's coming back. If He knew, He'd have to tell us. Because we're joint heirs with Him. And besides that... It depends on what the church does when he comes back. What time he's going to come back. It's when the church, the body of Christ, gets Satan underfoot that Jesus is going to return. And uh, it won't happen until then. Let me just drop this little nugget to you. Jesus is coming back for the church. The church is his body. He's not coming back to this planet for a body that's sick, a body that's all divided, a body that doesn't look like Him. I mean, sometimes the church looks more like the devil than it does Jesus. We might as well be honest about it. But He's not coming back until the church, His body, begins to look like Him. Glory be to God. And when we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto the fullness of the stature of Christ Himself, then he'll return for a glorious church. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. We have this week, all of this week, book and CD offer number 7513. It's entitled, God's Image of You. It's a 77-page paperback plus two CDs from which the book was taken so you can listen to it in your car for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. I believe that these will give you insight into how some people have the wrong image of themselves. We need to get the image that God has of us from the Word of God. 
You know, in Genesis, the first chapter, we find that God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. God gave mankind dominion over this planet. And sometimes people think, well, we're just poor worms in the dust. We're just struggling along here. No, we're made more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. In 1 John 3, verse 2 said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We're sons of God now. We're not going to be sons of God one of these days, by and by in the pie in the sky. (laughs) No, thank God. We have authority on this planet in the name of Jesus. Jesus gave us His name to use. We have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. So it's entitled, the CDs and the book, God's Image of You. God sees you as a world overcomer. We overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I believe these will help you. I know some of you travel and you don't have time to read a lot. That's offer number 7513, God's Image of You. Book and CD offer number 7513. The book is a 77-page paperback plus two CDs with the same title for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.